0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Applied Human Design Podcast. I am your host, Heather, and as always, I am so happy, so grateful that you are here spending a little bit of time with me today. Um, Okay, so today's episode is a fun one, as always. Today, we are going to be talking about, uh, like, discipline and devotion and getting things done I know it's not the most like fun floaty uh, topic but it's also something that I think a lot of us especially those that tend to gravitate towards these more spiritual esoteric witchy practices you know we love getting in touch with our inner restful goddess but when it comes to actually doing things and I also think that a lot of us have and this is something we're going to talk about but a lot of us have like spiritual being told what to do burnout um in that we've sort of been told for so many years that as long as you just like rest and do nothing and just like sit back and just like put out good vibes then everything you desire will come to you naturally and you know if that if that works for you that's incredible um but you know I know for myself uh and dozens of clients that I've spoken to. Um it does take a little bit more. It takes a little bit of fire. It takes a little bit of spice. It takes a little bit of devotion and discipline and actually um you know doing things, etc. Anyway, so that's what we're gonna get into. Um firstly how's everyone's week been? Oh yeah, I'm so sorry that we skipped a week last week. So funny because I was like, oh for sure, like um I'll be here next week, but then we'll go into fortnightly, Fortnightly, but that was just not how it worked out. Um, Friday was my birthday and I just had a really busy week with hospital appointments and obviously birthday celebrations and stuff. So we moved into fortnightly episodes quicker than expected. Um, so we'll do today and then I'll talk to you in two weeks time. Uh, but I had such a nice birthday. It was so, so just relaxing. (laughs) Like it was genuinely. Um, I feel like I don't know, maybe it's just a three-five thing, but I feel like I've always like this was the first birthday. I feel like this was the first birthday, or maybe last year was the first birthday where I haven't cried. You know, there's been like I don't know, it was just such a lovely day. I just um yeah, had pancakes for breakfast, then went out for a second breakfast with my sister and like a nice coffee. Um, at this cafe near out like the home we lived in when we were teenagers Um, and uh, then yeah went to went for lunch with my best friend and then obviously it was Friday the 27th so um, 1989 Taylor's version came out so and then my best friend obviously is a huge Swifty as well so we went to her house uh, and sat on the living room floor and just listened to 1989 for a few hours. And it was truly perfect, you know? Um, so, yeah, you guys will have to let me know. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of you already about what are your favourite of the From the Vault tracks about 1989. I never be afraid to message me, like, Taylor Swift-related chat. Um, but, yeah, so let me know what was your favourite. I literally cannot stop listening to um, Slut and is it over now? Those two songs are so good. So good. Harry Styles did not see these vault tracks coming. um, And we're so glad for it. And let's be honest, the world was not ready for those songs, especially Slut, right? Okay. Um, So that's what's been going on Um, in terms of, yeah. Okay. So what else is happening? So we have our first applied human design practitioner training class tomorrow. Uh, Well, probably it would have happened yesterday when you're listening to this. Um, so super excited for that. So excited to get back into teaching again. Um, and in exciting news, if you've been wanting to work with me, but on a more like extended, in a more extended, like deep way, I've created healing packages. So this is going to be, I mean, as a lot of, you know, I have like changed a lot of the way that I do my one-on-one work this year, really this last six months specifically, because I've started doing more psychic work and just, yeah, moving more into like the healing, energy healing realms and all of that. And then, yeah, so I've created these healing packages. Everything will be linked in the show notes if you want to suss them out um, or just chat to me. Uh, But Um, They're going to be packages of like four to 12 sessions slash readings, just like beautiful bespoke packages of essentially whatever you need for whatever's coming up for you, whatever you want to work on and move through as we transition from 2023 into 2024. Um, So yeah, excited for that. Um, Because yeah, like I sort of had this realization today. So I'm recording this on like the 31st of October and I was like, man, it's November not, next month, like I need to start um, booking people in for your 2024 astrology readings and and things like that. So I'm sure I'll be working on that this week. So if you want to get up to date and make sure that you can, can, can secure um, spots, because usually the last two weeks of the year are just wild (laughs) for most astrologers um because yeah that is my favorite time of year because we're doing all the year ahead readings and just everybody wants to get set up for the next year so if you want to book yourself in early make sure probably you're either on my mailing list or um yeah instagram the human design hedge which is probably the best place uh to get yourself booked in for year ahead readings nice and early okay um yeah, not much else to report. We've talked about Taylor Swift. We've talked about my birthday. What else is there? Um, okay, so this episode was actually a, like, request. <laughs> well, not exactly a request, but, like, suggested by my sister. Um, so, yeah, she was sort of saying how she was trying to find a podcast that was, like, a non bro explanation or, like, approach to discipline um and essentially couldn't find it and you know I'm sure they exist but you know I also think that I probably have a unique and what about perspective on this so we're going to get stuck into that welcome to the non bro guide to discipline and devotion so the place where I actually want to start for this is okay so a lot of like podcasts when they're talking about discipline and that 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 that, that blah 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 blah, blah they're like you have to start with a goal all right. And that goal is often going to be like, oh, you know, I want to write a book. or I want to like make a certain amount of money or I want to da, 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 da. So I'm going to invite you. Let's try something else. Because a lot of the times this doesn't work because when we set goals like that are tangible things, either we don't know exactly what we want, you know, because this, this happens a lot of times with clients, especially like a lot of my clients are obviously on deconditioning journeys. And so they're in this process of, like, unlearning everything they've been told that they should be and, like, uncovering who they really are underneath. And so it's, like, as you're moving through this process to set goals of, like, this is what I want, it's kind of can be a little bit fruitless or a little bit pointless because it's, like, you start working towards that and then you have this big, (laughs) like, deconditioning breakthrough and you're, like, "Mm, I don't know if I even want that anymore, right? Um, Okay, so... And, and also just like, I think another reason that actually setting goals can um, not be, it, it doesn't work for everyone is that, yeah, so one of them would be obviously like not knowing what you want, like not even being able to define those goals. But another thing would be that it can just feel so far away. And when you set these, these like tangible goals, of like this is what I want, like, again, this is, this is what I want to achieve. This is the certain amount of Um, money or uh, like a specific result this is what I want to experience blah 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 whatever it is it can that's when you really create um, the space for your past identities like who you have identified with to clash with the desired result and what I mean by that is when you're trying to say like oh you know I want to write a book but you have an identity of someone who who cannot stick to things like step cannot stick to a writing routine or someone who isn't creative um, or someone who doesn't have business smarts or someone who, you know, good, good things don't happen for, right, then you have this goal that is so seemingly at odds with your personal identity that um, it's like you either won't even start or you'll get to a certain point and be like, wait, what is the point of me even like sitting down to write or like even forming this mind map or whatever it is because this thing doesn't happen for people like me. There's an identity clash with the the result. So an alternative is actually working with identity. So what I mean by this is rather than setting goals, what I would invite you to do, how to start this process um, of like plugging into devotion and discipline and all these things is connecting to like the person that you desire to be, right? What is the identity that you desire to have? And and this is where where we start to break it down and actually make this something that you can actually sit down and like work with right now. Um, Break this up into different areas of your life, okay? So um, what kind of employee, do you want to be? What kind of carer? What kind of boss? What kind of business owner do I want to be? If you run your own business, Um, what kind of partner do I want to be? Right. Um, Again, just start to think about like, what are those qualities you'd like to have or invoke in yourself as a partner, as a business owner, as a boss, as an employee, as like um, a healer, whatever it is, um, what kind of mother or or father do I want to be? So you can go through whichever of these and any other roles that apply to you and just start to think, yeah, again, just really think about those qualities, those experiences. So maybe when it comes to like, what kind of mother that you want to be, you're like, I want to be the kind of mother who listens to my kids, right? Who is able to be present when they're telling me about their day or something like that. Um, And, you know, maybe that will mean that like, you're not, you're not cooking dinner when they're talking to you, but you like kind of pause what you're doing and and sit with them or you like set aside 10 minutes a day, which is just like catching up or whatever it is. Right. So yeah, think about those qualities you want to hold. Maybe when you're asking like, what kind of like business owner do I want to be? You're saying like, oh, you know, I want to be someone who is booked out. I want to be someone who has an incredible reputation someone for whom like word of mouth like people are just raving about my services and things like that right um okay so the next step once you've decided so you'll do it for like every area but you can also just do like in general what kind of person do i want to want to be right like what qualities what essence do i desire to embody so when you zoom forward and you think about like okay my desired self um, the future version of self that I desire to step into, what does she exude, right? Like, is it just confidence? Um, is it like groundedness? Is it safety? Is it calmness? Like for me, (laughs) honestly, for this entire year, when I think about this, it's like, she has a calm nervous system, right? Like that is what I keep coming back to. And so the next step from here, once you've started to think about, Uh, you know, who I want to be, the mother, the business owner, the the boss, etc, 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 that I want to be, um, you can start to think about, okay, like, so what what does she do? What does she have? What does she embody that's different to how I am holding myself now, right? Because that's when those I guess those little like identity shifts that you can start making and that you're that you're essentially like what you're essentially trying to do through your desire to have more discipline, to have more devotion to your vision, whatever it is, um, you are hoping to invoke these qualities in yourself, these routines, these ways of holding yourself, these ways of being that are representative of this desired identity so let's actually use a tangible example like let's use the example of like I desire to be a um, successful creative writer or something like that you know that's your desired self. I desire I um, desire to embody the kind of person who is devoted to her creative work to the extent that like she has books published you know or she's Uh, working towards having books published whatever it is okay so uh, how does she how does that version of yourself how do they hold themselves differently than how you are holding yourself now Um, what are they how are they spending their time that's different than how you're holding yourself now Um, and when you do find that discipline lacking like those those days where you're like "Ugh, what's the point anyway why would I do this instead of thinking about the finished book think and plug into that desired future self again like you want to be so clear on how that version of yourself is holding herself that you want to be able to when you are lacking devotion feel into her energy connect to her energy and how like confident she is and how like happy she is or how grateful she is or whatever it is. Right. And you are like going to be like, okay, she gets it done. She gets it done. And then it, that's the point where you say like, okay, I'm not even like necessarily like needing to show devotion to this book or this project. I'm devoted to myself. I'm devoted to this desired self. Right. And how she feels, Feels I am in service to her. So essentially, you are like in devotion to yourself, right? Every time that you sit down at your desk, right, and you are, you know, putting in the hours of writing this this book or whatever it is. Okay, we're using this example because I feel like that's, you know, can be such a common goal of people. Um, Yeah, so you know, taking this first step, it's like you're not thinking of what needs to be done because that can also just lead to overwhelm. Like, oh, you know, like if I (laughs) let's just use this example the whole way through, right? Um, If I want to write a book, like think of all the steps I need to take. So instead of thinking about that, everything that needs to be done, um, think about who you desire to be. And so in this essence, you're creating devotion to your desire itself. You're not trying to create devotion to tasks or roles. And that can just feel a little bit more beautiful. You know, it can feel a bit nicer. Um, Okay. So the next thing that I want to talk about is a couple of identifying the difference between a couple of different things, right? First, we'll talk about identifying the difference between like fear um, and, and intuition, right? When it comes to doing things, trying new things, trying on these new identities, uh, moving towards new desires, all these things, like fear of newness. Um, And then we'll also talk about like actual burnout or exhaustion versus like what's just stagnancy, right? That real like difference in why don't I have the energy or motivation to get up and like do this thing that I've been saying I want to do or like create this life that I've been wanting to create for so long. Okay, so firstly, fears versus intuition. Okay, so this one for me is pretty simple. Like, obviously, um, there's more to it, but just for the sake of keeping this podcast not too short, um, and also, yeah, um, <clears throat> the main difference that you want to look for is if you're trying to assess, like, okay, am I just scared? Um, or is my intuition genuinely saying like, don't do this, like don't try this new thing, don't get out of my comfort zone, you want to check in and be like, is there a sense of expansion? Like is there any sense, is there any door, new door opening? Is there any sense of excitement or new possibilities, like a really expansive type of fear? Because if it's your intuition, right, I typically feel that and a lot of people that I've spoken to, it's like actual intuition is like a heavy body no, it's like it's just like no nonsense right it's just like no it's just it's just not time or or whatever it is um but if you have this idea or this thing you want to try or you know like something new you want to study or something new you want to uh or a new place you want to travel to or something like that you know or just like a new identity you want to try on um and you're trying to get this sense of like, mm, I feel like I want to try this thing, but it's also like every time I go to do it, something stops me. Like I feel like something's just like freezing me, right? Because this this is like, yes, that is oftentimes how our nervous systems will prevent us from from like moving past fears, right? This is just like nervous system 101 is that our bodies are often trying to protect us from experiencing anything new because newness is unknown and therefore um newness is unsafe right our nervous systems prefer what we know i've spoken about this a thousand times so i won't go too deeply into it um but you know i'm sure you know by now if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or basically any other podcast that ever talks about the nervous system um, okay, and so of course your body will often be like when you go to try a new identity, to try something new, to get out of your comfort zone, to create something different, um, to try yeah to try on a different identity. Even if we're just talking about being a different kind of partner, like showing up to your relationship in a different way, or showing up to like your your kids and your parenting in a different way. If it's a different way, if it's something that you've never experienced, if it's something you haven't seen, like. Um, many of your friends doing or your um like if you did an experience with your parents or your friend's parents growing up it's new it's unknown and therefore it is scary and your nervous system will create these like literal oftentimes like body locks like you'll be like okay i literally can't go any further like i physically cannot do this um and so um identifying that difference between like your intuition actually saying like, no, don't do this is just being really, really honest with yourself and saying like, is there some potential for expansion here? Like, is there some sense of opening? Is there some sense of newness and excitement here? Because if there is like, it's fear. It's not your intuition saying no, it's like very normal human fear that is locking up your body, locking up your muscles and feeling like you can't like, take the next step or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> okay. So the other like thing I want to talk about the difference between um, would be the, yeah, that's right. The stick stagnancy versus exhaustion. Okay. So this is, uh, it's going to be a kind of similar feeling. I would say, um, I want to check this is still recording. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um <clears throat> Yeah, it's going to be actually a pretty similar feeling, right? Because uh, sometimes we feel so tired, like our bodies just feel so heavy, like there's no physical way I could do this new thing. I could put any more energy. I could like get that motivation to start that new project or to try on that new identity or to... Um, even like read that book or even if it's just like if you have that habit of like signing up for courses because you're like, yeah, this is the one, like this is the one that's going to change my life or like, but then you find yourself never actually like following through on the little bits and pieces, like the work and things like that. Or you buy all these books because you're like, yeah, I'm going to learn this thing. I'm going to study this thing. And then I'm going to like put it into practice and, and change my life, right? But you struggle to actually follow through, like take those next steps, like move forward with it. Um, and your body is presenting with tiredness, with this feeling of, of lethargic and just like exhaustion and just like, ugh, okay. Now, um, exhaustion and burnout and specifically like self-development burnout is super, super, super real. It is a real thing. And so we want to be kind of like caring towards ourselves of Am I exhausted? Like, am I spiritually burnt out? Am I tired of always trying to fix myself and like do another thing? Um, Yeah, very, very possible. Or do I have no energy to follow through on what I've said I wanted to do because I'm feeling stagnant, because there's no energy moving, right? And so this is the time where we want to identify the difference because it might be time to actually move into a rest cycle. Like it might be time to just give yourself like a week, two weeks off of, everything just like zone out just be your human self for a while um if it, if it is that more like a spiritual burnout or maybe it's like work burnout right like maybe it's just like life burnout and you actually just need to take a break in a different way like just start resting and, and meditating or whatever it is right or is your body feeling heavy and lethargic and like you don't have energy or motivation to do something because you are in a like stagnant energy type of thing right like our body can grow physically heavy with energy when it's not being moved when it's not being um like given and received right when we are not so in like applied human design if you guys have have studied that with me like we have an entire module on um like energetic management right and this is where we're talking about like are you allocating your energy your resources into things because if you're just sitting and like hoping that things will change. We are not actually doing things um, and like moving that energy and investing that energy or allocating that energy into different areas, people, places, things like that. Yeah. We, our bodies can grow physically stagnant with energy that is not being used. So a very simple test to that. I give my clients and my students to see if it is stagnancy or exhaustion is like, stand on the spot and like just shake, right? Or just like tip your head upside down or just dance or even just like sway if that's all you can manage for just a minute, right? If after a minute of shaking it out or whatever whatever you decide to do, you are still tired, go to bed, have a rest, right? Chill. But um, if you feel like, (laughs) if you now suddenly feel alive again, it was just stagnancy, right? The energy, the motivation is there. It's just Um, it's become, I don't know, the only word I can think of is stagnant, right? Like it's just, it's solidified. It's, it needs to be moved. And so after you've done that little exercise, the next step would be to do something, to continue to shake up that stagnancy, right? And so that would be do something that's outside of your comfort zone, um, do something that is, you know, feels a little scary, but feels expansive, right? You'd move into that, like, what's that next step? a really important thing to remember is that the antidote to fear is action. Uh, And again, like oftentimes we don't want to hear that because (laughs) again, the the spiritual self-development world has made us so like, oh, if I feel a fear, then I have to like journal on it for 10 years and I have to like reflect on how my inner child feels and do not get me wrong. There is a place and time for that. But oftentimes if you are feeling a fear or if you're feeling like stuck and stagnant, the antidote to that is doing something about it, right? Like, let's use a very example of you get a scary message from tax collectors or, you know, um, yeah, let's use that example, right? And your body goes into this, like, frozen, like, can't do anything or, you know, any, any bill really, like, any, like, big unexpected expense, okay? That's actually a really good example, right? Because we all know that, Just classic nervous system response of like, "Ah, am I going to have the money for this? I don't have the money for this. Like, what is this? Right. And so at that point, we have two choices. One is going to be slipping into inertia. Like it's that like classic, like victim mentality of like, I cannot do anything about this. This sucks. Um, Why does this always happen to me? Uh, You know, just spiraling deeper and deeper and deeper into despair. Right. And you literally think yourself into that state of stagnancy Um, and then nothing does happen. Or you take this time to like, look at that amount, take a deep breath and be like, okay, this is a bigger number than I expected. Um, I notice my nervous system wanting to move into a chaotic response and I can do something about this, right? I can pick up another shift. I can like create a new offering. I can take action. I can do something. It is that doing something and that could, or I can like, you know, the action that you take might be sending an email to the people who sent that bill and being like, hey, can I pay this off in installments, right? There is always something that you can do. It might be asking the bank for a loan or asking your friends, your friends um, or your partner to, to help you out for a while, right? There is always something that can be done, but when we convince ourselves that there's nothing that can be done, that's when we fall into these like stagnant patterns and things just start to build up because it's like the, the deeper that you dig yourself into this pit of, oh, I, I can't get out of this, um, the harder it is to actually just take that moment, right? To, to actually dig yourself out of it versus like all it actually takes is exactly what I described, right? Taking a deep breath, noticing your nervous system is going into chaos mode or going into like, oh, there's nothing I can do. Woe is me sort of mode. Um, you know, I (laughs) I don't want to like keep slamming on the the spiritual and self development field, like especially this more like floaty feminine side because obviously it gives us so much. But I don't know, and this is where I think like getting the whole picture of a spiritual teaching or anything like that is so important, rather than just like taking little bits um of what's meant to be like a really full deep teaching. Um, I won't go too deep into that here. Um, is that, yeah, we can think like, again, oh, you know, this thing has gone wrong. So I just have to like think or manifest my way out of it or something like that. Like, okay, great. Cool. Mix that in there. But also, again, can you email the bank? Can you um, call up this company and be like, hey, uh, this is bigger than I was expecting. Can I pay you off in installments? Can you? Um, find, like, a new creative way to come up with this money? Like, do you have, like, a bunch of old uh, beanie babies sitting in your cupboard that you could sell? Whatever it is, right, there is always a solution. And if you hold yourself back from taking the solution, you you literally fall deeper and deeper into a pit of despair. Okay. Um, okay, so this next thing I want to talk about uh, is kind of following on from that because i want to talk about fire like the element of fire uh i think i've spoken about this before but like fire as an element is it's got to be my favorite right like you know i don't want to play favorites we love earth we love water we love all of that but fire is so magical right like not only does it burn away really yuck negative energy right like uh anytime. Yeah, like just think of like throwing throwing things in the fire and like just watching it burn up. It is like powerful. Whenever I do past life healings, I'm always working with the element of fire to burn those um, attachments to the past. Uh, but fire also protects you from outside forces. Again, anytime I do any kind of like psychic work for someone else, it's always like a ring of fire that I'm putting around myself and them. Um, but fire itself is it's that element that provides that inner fire right that flame of desire and passion and it is these things that make things happen like literally lighting your inner fire is what gets that stagnant and en- stagnant energy moving um <clears throat> when we work to okay so if we let our pendulum swing from like let's say you were you know doing that classic like work 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 always in action blah 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 and you reach a point of burnout and then you found spirituality and you found these practices and you kind of let that pendulum swing totally in the opposite direction where you're like now all i want to do is rest and be creative and like you know, all these wonderful, beautiful things, right? But it's like you've swung so deeply into the earth and the water, right? And like, think of earth and water. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's stagnancy essentially Um, that we lose that fire and we lose that air, right? That more, those more quickly moving elements. Um, You know, if, if even if water, if we think of water as this uh, like those creative, intuitive like flows and pools, if if it doesn't have air, if it doesn't have something more quick to move it, it's just sitting there. It's just sitting there stewing in its own creativity, right? It doesn't have out outlets. But as soon as you add in that big gust of wind, that water gets like flowing again. I actually have no idea if that's how water works, but we go on with that. Um, <clears throat> And so working with these more um, like intense movie, quick moving elements of fire and air can really shift uh, this this stagnancy and this like lack of willpower, this lack of determination, this lack of sticking to things and all of that. Brad. Um, And especially when you get to the point in a project where you're like, I'm done, like I'm cooked. I've put so much of myself into this, you know, even if it's just like the home stretch and you're like, I'm so close, but I physically cannot do this anymore. This is where you really need to dig into that inner fire. Um, And so I would suggest, you know, you can work with this element on a tangible level, like a literal magic spell into like finding and reconnecting and reigniting that inner flame that's so simple would be having a candle like you can even use a red candle or um if let's say you're working with creativity you might choose like a blue or an orange candle something that represents your creativity Uh, if you're working with um yeah but whatever anyway so you have this candle this like big-ish candle that's devoted to rekindling your inner flame whether it's just in general or whether it's towards a specific, um, like project or desired outcome or goal or intention or something like that, and each morning or on the mornings when you are going to sit down and work on that thing or when you have a desire to give energy or attention or or you know devotion to that particular thing, you just take literally one minute to like light that flame and watch it. Right, watch it and you want to like kind of energetically absorb that flame into your system, into your body, like picture your own inner fire igniting. You can also take this time to connect to that desire itself. Like we spoke about at the top of the episode, right? Um, That version of yourself that does have the motivation that does stick to what she says she's going to do. This is all like fire and willpower go hand in hand. Um, okay so is there anything else I want to say there um yeah and I'm or you can just like um really have any kind of ritual like you might yeah I love working with the color red um just wait so when my friend Leanne and I put out our next collection um it's literally called the Ignis Ignis collection because it's all about like fire and inner flames and passion and like inner power and just like goddess sovereignty and all sorts of wonderful things and then also like protection and things like that so if you're in Australia make sure you are following me on Instagram or you can follow from my altar on Instagram to make sure you you see when we drop our new fire collection because that stuff will get you going let me tell you um like I put on our alicia overall love whenever I need extra fire or motivation to like get something done or like do something that I've been putting off or whatever it is. And yeah, she works. Um, okay. So yeah, you can work with any kind of like work. How can you work the element of fire or if it's more that element of air that you need to call in, Um, that's going to be that more like communication. It can also like air we can use if we're having trouble Um, like just getting things out there like getting things moving like getting things flowing like think of air it's like what travels through the air it's like airwaves right um it yeah it just like the winds of change also is a really good one so whichever of these elements you feel called to work with like how can you work with that so with air you might work with like smoke um of a herb or something like that um Okay, so the next thing that I want to talk about, yeah, okay, so let's touch a little bit on, like, spiritual burnout, let's talk a little bit on, like, failed manifestations burnout, Um, because, like I said, this is something that I see, (laughs) you know, pretty um, commonly in this field. So many of us experience this or have have had to, like, come face-to-face with this or, like, (laughs) sometimes, you know clients will come to me and it's like, oh, they're just like, I've been trying, I've been like manifesting this thing for as long as I can remember. Um, And it's just, it really does get to the point where you're like, I'm so sick of wanting this. I'm so sick of like thinking positively about this. It's never going to happen. Like it's like the more, the, the more energy that you put into this thing and it continuously doesn't like quote unquote work. Uh, that leads to that feeling of stagnancy and burnout and you're just like bro if i hear one more person tell me to think positive about this like outcome or whatever i'm going to have a cow uh okay so let's not have a cow um let's let's move through this burnout and so i mean it's probably about a year old now but i did an entire workshop called rest in peace spiritual good girl which was all about me just taking time and actually i have a podcast episode on this uh too if you go back in the um the log where i spoke about just taking time away from any spiritual practice from any self-development book just taking a break from it and remembering like people just live their lives people live their lives without thinking that they need to heal their inner child to make everything like to make anything happen and this is true Um, there is a life outside of like Instagram therapy. There's even a life outside of self-development books, you know, or self-development podcasts. There's a life outside of my podcast. You know, I, I hate to tell you, but, um, you know, as much as I wish you could be here all the time, but there is a life outside of there. So have fun, um, you know, just like do whatever you want to do. Be like the least awakened person ever, uh, read books for fun. Um, read young adult fiction, watch teen dramas, be like me. (laughs) Um, You know, but really give yourself a break from that. Um, And, you know, I found that a, a really nice alternative to this is just thinking in terms of possibility. Instead of thinking like, oh, you know, as long as I like uh think this certain amount of positive thoughts or as long as I never have a bad thought or whatever whatever again it's just like this residue that's stuck on us from um yeah this very interesting culture that that really did take 2017 to 2020 maybe by storm and don't get me wrong I know it's still rampant I just don't follow many creators who speak like that anymore um you know, it's, it's instead thinking in terms of, yeah, I really enjoy like thinking in terms of possibility. Like, yeah. Okay. So I feel like we're going around circles. Let's circle back. So yeah, instead of thinking like, oh, this will happen as long as I um, think this way or like maintain a high vibe or, or anything like that, think in terms of like, what can I create today? Or how can I create space for my vision today? All right. Now, creating space for your vision, it might look like, uh, you know, doing a meditation to, to call in and connect that vision. It might look like that. Holding space for your vision might look like expressing rage. Holding your vision might look like going out for lunch. Holding that vision might look like letting yourself have a temper tantrum. Holding that vision might, like holding space for that vision might look like I don't know, like buying a new outfit. Um, holding that vision might look like a just a cheeky television binge, right? It's all like if you decide that part of the life you desire is just carefree fun, then if you indulge in that carefree fun now, then you know that carefree fun will also be a part of the life that you desire, right? So a huge part to that, a huge part of creating space is like getting outside of your comfort zone, right? It is about if you want to create a new outcome, there does need to be some extent of doing things differently. And so if we think about this from that perspective, if you have been doing the same thing, like if you have been thinking positively about this outcome for five years, and nothing's particularly changed, you know, you get a few wins here and there, but nothing's particularly changed, obviously something needs to change, right, obviously it's time to do something different, it's time to shake things up, it's time to approach this in a different way, and so this is how you can look at it, it's just like you digging in and like finding a different kind of discipline and committing to your vision in a new way and going about it in a new way, is just you experimenting with a different way of going about things, right? And so instead of um, taking 15 minutes a day to like meditate and like tune into vision and all of that, and again, that stuff is wonderful. Do not get me wrong. There is definitely space for that. You might try um, spending that 15 minutes like, I don't know, like actually doing something that will create that desired result. And if it doesn't work, you try something else or... Okay. And there's so much that we could talk about these days, but I really do think that like, I think a lot of us are really trying to undo the damage that this just like think positive and make a million dollars overnight industry has left on that. Okay. If that has happened, that's great, but it definitely is not true. It's not the norm. And so instead of thinking like I need overnight success, I need this thing I desire now to happen tomorrow in order to like affirm my magic. This can be like a big one too, especially if you are, you know, either like working in um, the spiritual field or working in like magical fields or witchcraft fields or anything like that we can feel like, and this is like that ego, um, ego desire of well I have to have things happen overnight I have to look like I'm an overnight success I have to look like I could like manifest things really quickly or make things change really quickly um or like get a partner really quickly or whatever because then people will know how magical I am you know it's like we're trying to prove and that is just that's not real that's not true that's oh, I'm I'm so sick of that story and that languaging. I'm honestly, I am burnt out from that. Um, And so like, let's release that ego of like, it has to happen now, it has to happen overnight because it's probably not going to. And this is where that devotion and that discipline comes in when it doesn't happen overnight and you don't have that hit of like, oh, look at how magical I am, that high of like, oh, look, things happen straight away. Can you continuously keep coming back? Like, as someone who has run their own business for four years, like, you need devotion. You need to keep showing up. You need to um, change and evolve and, like, let your vision and your world, like, the world of your business change and evolve, right? Um, And, you know, I'm sure that anyone who's been in a relationship for, like, 10 plus years or however long would say the same thing. It's like, it's you know, attracting it is is half, like not even half the journey, that's like one-fifth, right? No, less than that, one-fiftieth. Um, then you have to continuously put energy, devotion, and discipline into continuously being that version of self, right? And, and following through on the things that you say you want to do. Okay, <laughs> we're nearly there. Um, All right. So one of the other. Okay. So no, let's talk about nourishment. Right. So this is, I think, a really important thing to uh, continue to plug into. This is how I prefer to approach everything. When I remember, I don't always remember. That's the thing. Is that like everything that I say, uh, it's, it's what I desire. It's what I'd like to It's how I'd like to approach things, but it doesn't always work out that way because I also am, am human, you know? I also am figuring this out as I go along. Um, but the term nourishment, this is something that my PhD students specifically would be very familiar with me talking about because I think it is such an important word for us to keep in mind for everything. Nourishment is asking when I... Like if we're coming back to this idea of energy exchange, right, and and investing or allocating our energy into people, projects, situations, whatever it is, we are asking what's in it for me. And this is a question that we, I will say, especially as women, um, we were not really told to ask, right? We are not taught. We were definitely not modeled by our motherly caregivers to ask this. It was modeled that you give, you give, you give. And maybe every now and then you'll get a thank you. And you should like just be so, so, so grateful for that. Thank you. Right. We are turning like personally, I would like to turn that on its head and ask when you are thinking about doing something, um, what's in it for me now, you know, Obviously, a difference to this would be with your children. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't need to be, like, if your infant child needs their nappy change, changed, you're not asking what's in it for me, right? You just do it. But that's where you plug into, like, okay, what kind of mother do I want to be? I want to be the kind of mother who, like, has a, a fresh child. Um, mm-hmm. But when it comes to your partner, when it comes to your friends, when it comes to your career when it comes to your creative pursuits when it comes to your health um when it comes to anything you can ask yourself what is in it for me and just get in the habit of doing that right um even if you don't like this doesn't even mean that you need to like stop doing anything that doesn't necessarily have anything specific in it for you but you're really starting to change that narrative of like you exist to give, to give, to give, to exhaust yourself to the point of burnout, to be everything for everyone else, right? And if you're lucky, get a thank you at the end of the day. And you're asking, what am I receiving from this? You know, what, um, if I help you with this, what am I receiving, right? And this is where like, if you take this too literally and you have to start to think about this, like on an energetic level um because it doesn't mean that you're never gonna like do anything for anyone else ever again right you're never gonna do anyone any favors because it doesn't have to be that like one for one exchange doesn't have to be like you help your friend move so it's expected they they help you move it might be like you help your friend move because you genuinely like want to give to them this way because it like either feels so good for you to help that way or um you've like received nourishment from other friends or from other people who have more to give you right because if you have friends in your life who are moving through like a difficult time or um like don't have as many resources available or or as much time available or as much energy available as you do then you might be receiving um energy and nourishment from your other friends who do have more to give so that you have this this like excess nourishment that you can then direct to this friend and you know maybe what you are receiving from this experience from helping them out is much more like you know you get the joy of knowing that your friend um, who was struggling or who is moving through a hard time that you got to spend a really nice day with them and you got to see them smile for the first time in a while or laugh for the first time in a while or something like that like that's nourishment we need to start looking um at all the different places that nourishment is available and to accept it and receive it when it does come around to us uh and then okay so let's come back to the example before of like finding discipline in a project like let's say a writing project or finding devotion and giving devotion to that it's like what are you getting from that because if if you are not getting anything if you're not receiving anything from the creative process then that's what I would start to ask yourself like how can I bring more nourishment into this process right um if you're not getting any nourishment from the work you're doing how can you either a like bring more nourishment whether that be like financial reward um or whether that be like a a like just asking to work in a different sector or whatever that you think would be more rewarding. Um, Or maybe it's like, how can I bring more nourishment, more opportunities for nourishment um, from other areas of my life? You know, how can I, uh, yeah, create space for nourishment to come through in other areas because I'm not necessarily getting it from my career right now or something like that. Um, and this could be really simple. It might be that like you have been writing this book, writing this project, and you really really wanted to add this chapter on this specific thing, but you were like, mm, I don't know, I don't think anyone else will enjoy it. Like this is super self-indulgent. or maybe it's a fictional book and you really want to add a character who turns into a carrot every time they look at an emu. Wow, that's a great idea. Um, classic work of fiction in the works right there. But, and you feel like you've been holding yourself back from expressing this particular avenue of your creativity, right? You are holding yourself back from the nourishment that is possible in the creative process. Um, let's like talk about like running a spiritual business as well, because I know that a lot of you also work in this this healing field. So I think it's really, really appropriate to talk about this. But if you are, um, you know, kind of just like, giving offerings or services that you think other people will want, right? That aren't even like exciting for you to do, that don't nourish you, then why are you doing it, right? Of course, smart business practice is wondering like, what do people want? But you can also be nourished by the work that you do, by the healing work that you do. I think a really good example of one that I've spoken about before is like for me with um, like past life readings and stuff like that. It's like those because I'm so fascinated by history. Those are so nourishing and exciting to me. It's like yes, I'm giving a service, um, but not only am I receiving nourishment in like a financial return, I'm also receiving nourishment in the actual experience. While they are like while they are the type of reading that takes the most energy, the most time, and can often be the most like emotionally trying because a lot of us have very dark histories. Let me tell you um it's still also nourishing because I get to learn new things and like see firsthand moments in history spaces in the world um and events that took place and all these sorts of things and how people humanity has over the years like dealt with these things okay so I'm gonna leave it there because I feel like we've been talking for a while already um but hopefully this was helpful um If you are a legend, make sure you give me five stars on Spotify. And if you are a super legend, make sure you leave a reading review on iTunes. Um, If you want to chat on Instagram, I am at the human design hedgewitch. And yeah, I'm sure we'll talk so soon. Love you lots.